Remember, freedom is a gift from God. Choose to accept it, guard it, nourish it, share it with your loved ones. Don't let anyone take it from you. Choose to be free. Learn how to choose freedom with your host, Dr. Baruch Platner. Welcome uh, to the show, folks. Today, we're going to address uh, the most important question of our day, considering everything that's been happening in the world, and especially in America. And that question is, what is civilization? What is it good for? And most importantly, are all members of our species, of the species Homo sapiens, capable of civilized behavior, of being members of civilized societies? And let me give you a sneak preview as far as the second part of the question goes. From everything that we've been seeing so far, the answer to that question is, unfortunately, a resounding no. Not all members of our Homo sapiens species, not all human beings are capable of civilized behavior, are capable of living in civilized societies. Now, this assessment uh, would have been hardly controversial to anyone in the world up until quite recently, and is still not controversial to people who live in places like China and Japan, where quite often they have a much more level-headed, direct, understanding of human nature without involving in it wishful thinking and political correctness. The truth of the matter is that people fall into one of three categories. People who for various including quite likely genetic reasons are simply incapable of choosing to be civilized, of taking upon themselves the obligations that civilization imposes on people who wish to partake in it. The other group of people are people who are capable of civilized behavior, but simply choose not to engage in it. The recent decision of the United States Supreme Court to give protections to so-called transgender people is a good example of that. Simply because there are no transgender people. There are no transgender people because there are no transgendered cows or horses or mice. Our species, Homo sapiens, is just another species of mammals, and we all belong to one of two sexes, either male or female. Those sexes are hard-coded, hard-wired into our chromosomes, 
and there is absolutely nothing we can do to change them. This is a biological fact. When people who sit in the Supreme Court and are the beneficiaries of 6,000 years of civilization choose to ignore that fact for reasons of expediency, political expediency, virtue signaling, um, because they want to buy themselves a ticket to certain uh, social standing and cocktail parties and so on, they are breaking at least one of the Ten Commandments which are the foundation of civilization. They lie. And not a casual lie, you know, because we all do. We all, we all casually lie. And sometimes we lie for our own even nefarious purposes to our spouses, to our employers, to our clients, and, and so on. And yet all of that is bad. It's, it's not as bad. Uh, these justices of the Supreme Court, those who voted in favor of granting those uh, protections to so-called transgender people, they broke the exact command commandment as it appears in the original Hebrew. They testified falsely in writing about something that is very fundamental to human happiness, human life, and civilization itself. So they have proven themselves to be unworthy of civilization. They have chosen to be uncivilized, which is much worse than those people who are genetically incapable of being civilized. And then the third group are people who at least make an attempt to lead civilized, good lives. And in doing so, are helping others, are helping humanity to lead productive, healthy, happy lives. What we are seeing now in America, unfortunately, again, is that this third group is shrinking, is under siege, and is losing the battle. May have already lost it. So we are on the cusp of a period in which civilization enters a phase of collapse, this has happened before. And this period is fraught with extreme peril, which is why this show will focus on, first of all, alerting people to this peril, and then talking about how you can choose to remain free and protect yourselves from at least the gravest manifestations, the gravest dangers of living 
at a time of a, a civilizational collapse. Because that's the time we're living in, folks. Do not kid yourself. Civilization is not making a comeback, regardless of whether President Trump is re-elected or not. The processes that we are dealing with here are depth processes. They are tectonic shifts. They are historical processes, and they're not going to be reversed in any of our lifetimes, and probably not in the lifetimes of our children. So, as far as civilization goes, what is it good for? The Torah gives us some answers. In the story of Cain and Abel, who were the first two human beings, this is a kind of a pre-civilizational tribal society. Well, what happens when they meet each other? Pretty soon, one of them kills the other. Cain kills Abel. And that is a fundamental truth about all pre-civilizational tribal societies. They are constantly at each other's throat when a guy from Valley A meets a guy from Valley B. Their first instinct is to murder each other and take the other guys, the victims, stuff, including their own body, because resources are scarce. Now, why are resources scarce? Resources are scarce even in places of plenty because pre-civilizational societies do not classify, organize, and specialize labor, so they are constantly starving. They're also miserable because they are constantly in a state of anxiety that they're going to be murdered by their next guy because they believe in hexes, in superstitions, in, in angering the spirit of this or that tree. They lead miserable lives. And I'm convinced, folks, that all pre-civilizational societies, including those that existed in North America, like the Ojibwe, the Iroquois, the Mohegans, you name them, they all led short, diseased, miserable lives with no honor, no glory, and no redeeming value whatsoever. And what Hollywood shows you and what the progressive propaganda teaches you is all, excuse me for the language, BS. What shows that show people, uh, I mean, Europeans and Australians and so on, who embed themselves with recently contacted tribes in the Amazon jungle or in the Borneo, in places like that. And you can see how miserable, utterly miserable, is the existence of those people who have not experienced civilization. But what is civilization? Civilization is a situation in which we, as people, make a bargain, a deal with ourselves and with God. We choose to abide by certain rules and in return for abiding by these rules and to some degree even accepting our station in life even though we always may strive to better it we are provided with safety, food, sa food security, physical safety from 
marauders, thieves, and with a spiritual life that elevates our being and provides us with protection against superstition and against the anxiety that's involved in believing that our existence is our the exist our physical and spiritual existence is at every moment of every day threatened by forces that we cannot understand the Ten Commandments, as they appear in the original Hebrew, for example, give us a glimpse of that bargain. More than a glimpse. The first five of them, out of ten, talk about the spiritual aspect of our being, of our existence. They talk about belief in God, they talk about not making images of God because he is a supernatural being that does not really have a form. They talk about observing the Sabbath and so on. So what this civilization bargain tells us is that in order to be civilized beings, civilized human beings, we have to embrace a deep spirituality and give up, reject superstition. The next five commandments talk about our relationship not to God and to the world of the internal world of our souls, our immortal souls given to us by God but rather about our relationship with other members of our society, with other human beings. And what do they tell us? Well, they tell us that we cannot murder. The Hebrew uses the exact word for murder rather than kill, because killing is often justified, such as in the defense of oneself, one's family, one's tribe. Or a judicious, a judicial killing, uh, you know, uh, execution of criminals is perfectly legitimate. Murder, however, in other words, unjustified manslaughter, unjustified killing, is prohibited. We are prohibited from, or uh, um, lying, falsely testifying, like those justices in the Supreme Court of America and just about every single progressive liberal in this country and around the world who constantly lie, fundamentally lie, lie with the purpose of destroying civilization, destroying human life. We are prohibited from stealing. We are prohibited from Adultery, and then, interestingly, we are prohibited from even coveting, not only taking, but even coveting another person's dwelling or home. If you think about people who are in the progressive left around the world, and in America specifically, there is not 
a single commandment of all of these, including the one that I just forgot, which is honoring your uh, mother and father. In other words, honoring your past, honoring your ancestors, honoring your history, honoring your uh, those that came before you and, and gave you everything that you are. Well, the progressive liberals, neo-Bolsheviks, Antifas, Black Lives Matter, all of these people break every single one of the Ten Commandments every single minute of the day. When they draw breath, with every breath they take, they break all of them. They dishonor their ancestors, they destroy history, they covet other people's stuff, they take, steal other people's stuff. They are the enemies of God. They are the enemies of spirituality. They engage in sexual practices that are wanton. In other words, they break every single aspect of civilized behavior. And more than that. They do it not as a failure, but as but with purpose. That is their purpose. Is their be they behave as uncivilized beings purposefully. In the next segment, we'll address this in further detail. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older, until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa. Award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. We are now living in the year 5780, according to the Jewish calendar, which supposedly counts from the creation of the universe. Now, we all know that the universe is much older, but I find it quite interesting that that particular date, close to 6,000 years, coincides quite well with the creation of civilization, of the civilized universe. And those of us who don't live in tribal societies, our universe is the civilized universe. In other words, without civilization, there is no universe, or at least no universe that we would recognize as such. So, there is certain truth, even though perhaps not literal, in this 5,780 year mark, because it marks 
the time when great civilizations arose in the great river, river valleys of the Nile, the Tigris and the Euphrates, the Ganges in India, Northern India, and the Yangtze, the Yellow River in China. And what all of these civilizations had in common was stratified, specialized labor. Most people were ditch diggers. They dug irrigation canal, canals and they grew crops and they toiled very hard in the boiling sun. You know, they, they maybe in China and Japan, they, they built terraces rather than irrigation canals, but you get the point. And then there were few who designed the canals who were what we would today call engineers, specialists in soil, soil um, uh, structure in hydraulics. And then there were scientists who observed the heavens and figured out when the rivers would flood and when to sow and when to reap. And then uh, they had a problem because all of a sudden they had what we would call in business plant and equipment. They had silos, they had canals, they had tools and they had inventory, they had grains stored and livestock. And then there were these pre-civilizational people, nomads, who just would come down and take that stuff by force. So civilizations had to have kings, warriors who surrounded themselves with other warriors in order to defend uh, all of this bounty and protect people whose job it was to wield hoes rather than swords or pens rather than swords and so that that's how civilization came about in certain parts of the world and even the lowliest ditch digger in those civilized societies was far better off than a member of a pre-civilized tribal society or pre-civilizational tribal society because they had access to food security, personal safety, guaranteed by this civilizational structure and because they lived in a lawful society governed by a set of laws not very different from the laws that I mentioned previously um, summarized in what we know of as the Ten Commandments. We have things like the Hammurabi Codex from Mesopotamia and various legal principles in ancient Egypt and they all amounted to the same thing. Don't steal. Don't um, falsely testify against your um, colleagues, against other people. Respect God. Have a spiritual aspect to your being. Respect your tradition, your history, your parents. These laws protected not only the elites, more importantly they protected the lowest members of society.
but there was a price to pay because as these civilizations became more and more adept at technology, at mathematics, at predicting weather patterns and um, natural phenomena, at uh, kind of harnessing the laws of physics, whether it's for irrigation or for preventing the flooding or for making more advanced tools or for making more advanced weapons. There was more and more wealth created and this wealth was distributed more and more unequally or less and less equally. So even though the fates, the standards of living of everyone rose, for some it rose more. And for others, more, even more yet. So those gaps kept increasing. Now, Eastern societies, India, China, Japan, to some degree even Russia, and also societies in the early West, for example, Greece, Rome, and feudal Europe, dealt with this by substantially uh, asking people in the lower strata of society to accept their fate. That's, for example, the Indian caste symbol is a good example of that, but so is the English class system. So people were basically asked to reconcile themselves with the station into which they were born. And organized religion often preached that and supported that acceptance. By the way, this is, this is still how things are very much now to this day in China and Japan and those Eastern societies, and to not a small degree in uh, Western Europe as well. Well, the American founding fathers sought to create a different kind of civilization. They wanted to create civilization 2.0, a civilization in which your station at birth did not necessarily dictate where you would end up or where your children and grandchildren would end up. They wanted to provide the possibility of moving through and across those civilizational strata. And for a while they were quite successful. There are many examples in America, Ronald Reagan comes to mind, of people who were born into one of the lowest strata of society and then ended up in one of the highest. And it held uh, true for quite a while and provided a kind of a shining example to the world what civilization can really be and how it can overcome this fundamental flaw that it had for so many millennia. However, we find ourselves right now, folks, at a time 
when what most Americans are telling us is that it's not enough. Just because the system that was created in America in the late 18th century by those geniuses, by our founding fathers, only, quote-unquote, managed to provide upward mobility to 85-90% of the population and not to 100% of the population, what most Americans are telling us is that that whole system has to be scrapped and thrown into the garbage heap of history. They're telling us that a country that provided immeasurably better opportunity than any other country in the world to immeasurably higher percentage of its populace than any other country in the world was simply not good enough. And not only was it not good enough, it was, in their view, in quite a real sense, criminal that the people who founded this new civilization were criminals, that they deserve to be erased from the pages of history, they deserve their statues, the statues that honor their contributions, to be taken down and destroyed, they, they deserve their writings that document their thought processes to be banned, substantially burned. In other words, they deserve to be canceled. And folks, I want to tell you, do not kid yourself that this is some sort of uh, marginal minority view in America. Uh, look around you. Open your eyes. You know, in my previous life, I was both an engineer, a scientist, and a pilot. And I can tell you, when you're dealing with the forces of nature, with the laws of physics, whether when you are solving an engineering problem or when you're in the cockpit of the airplane, of an airplane, and your life and the lives of your passengers depend on you, you don't have the luxury of wishful thinking. You don't have the luxury of ignoring what your instruments and your eyes are telling you. If you're flying through clouds in the winter and your controls become sluggish, well, you'd better believe that your wings are icing over and your undercarriage and so on, even if you cannot see that rhyme ice forming on them. And you'd better take swift and decisive action or you will be meeting up at the ground at a few hundred miles an hour. So we are at that point, folks. Be the pilots of your destiny. Do not ignore what your eyes are seeing, what your ears are hearing. Look at what is happening in Seattle, okay, with that commune, so-called. Look at what's happening in Brooklyn, New York, where 
thousands gathered in support of so-called black transgender, whatever the whatever the heck that means, rights. These are people who are either incapable genetically or mentally to, to, to behave in a civilized manner. They're rejecting civilization itself. And they are ushering an age of civilizational collapse that the world has not seen since the fall of the Western Roman Empire in the 4th century AD, about 1700 years ago. That collapse brought upon the citizens of the Western Roman Empire a life of immeasurably less security, prosperity, freedom, and safety. And it lasted for nearly a thousand years before civilization could be reborn in an age that is literally called the age of rebirth, Renaissance. I don't know when civilization is going to be reborn, but what I do know is that it is collapsing. We cannot ignore that collapse without putting ourselves and our loved ones in significant peril. We need to understand what this collapse means in real practical terms to each and every one of us. What it means to our financial situation, to our personal safety, to our ability to raise children the way we want to raise them, and to us being able to remain alive, to draw breath. And it has implications to all of these things. Um, we cannot, as I mentioned before, reverse this process. Uh, maybe we can delay it somewhat. I'm not, not even certain of that. There are enough people in America and in the West in general who have decided that civilization, especially so-called Western civilization, is an evil force that needs to be destroyed and disposed of. Not that they have a better idea. They're utterly clueless. And when they come to power, which is very soon, they will usher in an age of dictatorian, totalitarian, lawless mayhem that will cost, as it had before, millions of people their freedom, their livelihood, and I'm hoping not, but I suspect that yes, even their lives. So in the next segment uh, of this show, 
uh, I will talk a little bit about how we can all take some steps to protect ourselves against what's coming and at least delay those deleterious effects on our lives and the lives of our loved ones. So stay tuned for that. It's your news and entertainment network. News blogs, informative podcasts, entertaining videos, or listen to 24-7 Talk Radio on our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. We the people, AmericaOutloud.com is the voice of liberty and justice for all. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. What if a new treatment backed by 17,000 scientific articles was proven to extend our lifespan, protect against terrible diseases like cancer, heart disease, and dementia, make us more attractive and thinner, feel calmer and happier, and boost energy levels, memory, and performance? What would you pay for even the smallest dose of this treatment? Well, the good news is you don't have to pay anything because these are just some of the benefits of a full night of quality sleep. If you're one of the millions of Americans who need better quality sleep, the time to change is now. Until now, most sleep aids haven't worked, but a new easy-to-swallow sleep gel invented by the leading nutrition company Healthy Cell is designed to support all four stages of human sleep to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake up refreshed. It's called REM Sleep. To get a free two-night supply of REM Sleep, visit HealthyCell.com sleep. That's HealthyCell.com sleep. Welcome back to the third and final segment of this uh, show, folks. Um, think for a second about your life in America as compared to the life of an American in, say, 1776, when 244 years ago, when America decided to sever its ties with its colonial progenitor, Great Britain. In 1776, you would have been likely living in the country, maybe on a farm, or perhaps in a small house um, somewhere in a city like Boston or, or New York, or uh, Philadelphia and most of what you needed to live most of your possessions most of your so-called net worth would have been right there around you you would have owned your house your dwelling and if you had a mortgage which did exist back then in other words a loan on that house on that property that loan would have been held by your local bank right there in your town in your neighborhood or maybe in the uh, just local town county seat not too far away you your money was in gold and silver 
in things like muskets, rifles, horses, cows, sheep, barns, fences, land, fields, um, axes and other tools, linens, furniture, cupboards. You were uh, skilled in many things. Perhaps you had a trade, you knew how to make whiskey or shoes or clothes or uh, pewter utensils or whatever. Uh, you could shoe a horse, you could fix things, um, and there was literally nobody that could on a whim take any of that away from you. Uh, if somebody, the government or whoever decided to take your stuff, they had to go through a process. They had to take you to court and had the court declare that you, that you were remiss on your taxes or that you owed somebody money that they could recover against you and so on. Everything you needed for life and happiness was right there around you. Your community, your loved ones, your parents, your children, your priest, your reverend, your church, your courthouse. It was all right there. And there was really no there was nothing that was arbitrary about your existence other than getting injured and uh, natural disasters as well as potentially things like wars and so on. Even though in America you were fairly well protected against that in most places, in other places not so much, further on the outskirts, maybe in 1776 in places like even Massachusetts there were still raids by uh, Native American tribes and so on. So not everything was rosy, but things were substantially in your control. Well, how about now? And I can hear you guys thinking, I'm in control now, I'm in more control now because of modern medicine, because of, you know, my smartphone and, and I can contact people and I can call 911. Okay, so you'll call 911. Will the police come? What will they do? Have you been paying attention to what's been happening with the police lately? But it's beyond that. You probably have a mortgage. Well, perhaps a few years back, you, like me, have gone on social media and put out a tweet saying that, for example, all lives matter. Not just black lives, but all lives. Oh my God, racist. Okay, well, you know, what does that mean? Well, it means that your bank can call your mortgage. Don't believe me? Well, take yourself back and ask yourselves, 
if only a few years back people could be stopped from banking or from having credit cards or lose their jobs just because they wore a certain t-shirt or whatever like that Gandhi the I guess football coach that had a t-shirt with uh, what what is it some uh, some conservative um, one American news I believe right one American news network conservative news outlet had to grovel apologize prostrate himself lick the floor whatever just not to lose his job could you have imagined that only two three years ago no well I'm telling you that the time is coming not two three years from now but now that the bank can can and will call your mortgage if you tweet something like all lives matter okay or if you get caught wearing a make America great again cap oh and it will be perfectly legal too because somewhere in the small print of your mortgage agreement it probably says that the bank the, your mortgagor can assess at any time that you are now higher risk than you were before now you were thinking well they meant financially in other words they meant you know that they could call my mortgage if all of a sudden I incurred a lot more debt and was profligate with my money and financially responsible and all of that not because I wore this or that you know ball cap or t-shirt or put something out on Twitter or Facebook well guess, wait a second now guess what guess what your bank will now say wait a second if you put this kind of racist stuff out there you likely lose your job and not only lose your job you lose your ability to be employed anywhere in America okay so it's not like you know you were laid off or your company went out of business or even you got into a fight with your supervisor whatever lost your job and then you just find another one. Oh, no 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 you're now cancelled okay you can't get any job so the bank looks at this and says hey a second you are worse risk much worse financial risk we don't want to hold your paper anymore okay when we issued it you were one thing you were a certain level of risk and now you're a much higher level of risk so you still owe us three hundred twenty five thousand dollars on your house we want it all back now or leave and put the keys in the mailbox that's coming folks that's coming okay uh, they can take away your uh, bank accounts they can take away your houses they can take away your property they can take away your car they can take away what do you actually own actually own ask yourselves what what is it around me that I actually own how much of what I think my net worth is is in things that I have any control over now I'll tell you one thing if 
your wealth that you think of as wealth comes at you in the forms of zeros and ones, in other words, in some sort of digital format, then trust you me, you do not own that stuff. Okay, you don't own it. Your bank account that says you have however many dollars in your 401k, in your bank account, your savings, T-bills, stocks, bonds, whatever, all of these instruments, you think you own them, you do not own them. You own them only at the leave, at the mercy of the people that control those ones and zeros. Okay? When you look at the computer screen or your smartphone screen or your tablet screen that shows you that you have that much in your portfolio invested in this, that, the other thing, anyone at any point in time who has control over that information in your financial institution can, with the touch of a button, delete all of that and they will. Okay? You do not control that wealth and therefore you do not really own it. They control it. Okay? If you have a piece of gold in your house, that's yours. You can go and sell it at any time for the going rate. If you have cash, it's kind of in between. You still have it, you own it, but soon cash will be illegal. Believe me on that one too, because why? Cash gives people freedom. Cash is controlled only by the person who has it in their pocket. They don't want that. The, the destroyers of civilization don't want that. They don't want you to have stuff that they don't control. They love it when what you think is your net worth are flickers on a liquid crystal display because they control the electrons that cause those flickers. They control them, not you. And if they decide that you are not worthy of having that, money or owning those stocks, then they can just take them away. And if you think for a second that you can take them to court or you have some constitutional protections against unlawful seizure and all of that, then my friend, you are naive and deluded. Because all these companies can always find excuses why Somebody like you who is beyond the pale for whatever reason, who is racist, who is a homophobe and a hater of you know, so-called transgender people or black people or whatever, you're just not worthy. You're not worthy. You're a bad risk. You are a menace to society and uh, you know what we're a private institution we don't want to lend money to people who are racist activists like that guy or that you know that woman no 
It's our right not to lend them. So by by the way, you know, your car loan, we don't want to be your lender anymore. Either either pay us back the 20 grand or we'll take your car away. Don't want to be your lender anymore. Okay? And if if you have our stock, if you have stock in Apple, well, guess what? Apple doesn't want to have owners who are racist. So we're just going to take your stock away. Okay? That's all coming, and you have zero constitutional protection against any of that. Believe me, it's not happening. Look at the decisions of the Supreme Court. I mean, they're not going to... Be, they're not on your side. They're not on your side. The Supreme Court on paper is today, quote-unquote, conservative. Okay? Conservatives, those conservatives that are on the Supreme Court, <coughs> excuse me, are much worse than the worst kind of progressives because they kind of mask themselves. And we believe them. Stupid ass. Stop believing them. They're not conservatives. They haven't conserved anything. In 2008, only 12 years ago, gay marriage, let alone the whole transgender crap, was beyond the pale. Neither Obama nor Biden would support it because they knew that Americans didn't support it, okay? Well, 12 years from now, from then, sorry, uh, everybody supports it. It's, it's, it's uh, God's gospel, you know. If you don't support gay marriage, you are <coughs> scum, okay? 12 years on the past. The, 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 the rate of change in American society cannot be even called rate of change. It's a free fall, it's a collapse. Uh, Western civilization, American civilization, America itself, America as a constitutional republic is teetering on the verge, probably has already gone over. If you think the Constitution is guaranteeing anything to you, think again. And we're coming to the end of the show, folks, but I want to say something about guns and about fighting the forces of, <coughs> of um, evil, the anti-civilizational forces in America. And what I want to tell you folks is that I, I don't see anybody fighting them. All the energy, all the fight, all the risk taking is with the forces of civilizational collapse and almost nothing. Almost, I don't see any risks being taken, any action being taken by those people who hold dear the American Republic and its constitution and Western civilization as a whole. And we'll get into it more in our next program next week, but while guns are very important, they will not be the decisive force in this battle. And uh, if you think that they will be, 
you're deluding yourself and you're using them as a kind of a crutch, as an excuse to not go out there and fight. I'm sorry to be the kind of bringer of those news, but anyway, choose to be free, my friends. Choose to protect yourself. Stay safe.